What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show what up what up what up welcome back to lockdown universe some of the bizarre peculiar and unheard of stories of ufo legend and paranormal lore welcome back welcome back Happy to be back hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about cylindrical UFOs. Okay, that's what we're talking about today. Cylindrical UFOs. Um, and what do I mean by that? I'm talking about the long cylinder-like UFOs. Many times we talk about, you know, flying discs, termed and coined in the 50s. Or we talk about triangular-shaped UFOs which can be confused with the TR-3Bs that the military reportedly has. But what about cylindrical UFOs? These extraordinarily long, uh, flying, hovering, completely silent, and sometimes uh, having multiple symbols on the sides of the aircraft. Let's talk about it. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a, um, a video on on uh, Facebook that popped up today, and uh, it was taken on March seventh, twenty twenty three, in northern Minnesota. Now, if you guys know anything about northern Minnesota, it's kind of like northern Wisconsin. There ain't a whole lot up there, okay. But the title um, it's it's reported by Alien Skies, and I looked at a lot of their videos. They don't have a lot of like, you know home videos on there um this is like truly a remarkable video um it the caption states check out this large cigar shaped ufo captured cruising over a family's neighborhood they did a good job recording the event (laughs) and there's a little kid who talks about his brother logan sleeping through the entire thing but the reason i wanted to bring this up was because there's many people in the comments section also report that they've seen this same exact craft over New Jersey and many other states throughout the 90s, in the early 2000s, and even up until today's date. One writer, uh, Michelle uh, Kuzenkow, states, I saw something like this in South Jersey in the early 2000s. I caught it by chance, and it was pretty far off in the distance. It wasn't until hours later that I realized the scale of it, and I was truly blown away. It seemed to be just above the tree line, but probably much higher due to the distance. And that's what we kind of see here in this video. This thing looks humongous, and it's still off in the distance a good ways. This thing looks like it's a football size in in length. And I was listening to a podcast earlier where they were talking about um, other UFOs that are similar that look to be three football fields in length. Uh, so it's truly, truly fascinating. Let's go on 
Further in the comments section, Richard Saunders states, I saw something like this in Linden, New Jersey in the early 90s. <clears throat> um, a person in Dallas states this has been lighting up the night skies in Dallas. Another writer states we've had the same craft in Manchester about 30 years ago. So, what does that put them at? Uh, 1993? Um, another individual states, I saw something that looked just like what is being described here, but it was the middle of the night, and it was back in 89 or 90. It, but, however, he stated this was loud, and it woke me up. Uh, the windows in the house were vibrating, and it was at least a football field in length. I could judge the 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 size because I was in a mountain valley about an eighth mile wide headed north I got out of bed and ran to the window and looked out and it was very bright it lit up the ground below and the front and the back of it the body could have been 40 50 feet high so that's what that's what's really interesting about these craft is that they can be about five stories high just in height you know, so you got to imagine that's multiple decks if you're a human-sized alien out up there, you know, six foot or maybe even seven foot. You could have ten foot tall ceilings, right? So that's five stories. Um, he states, I watched it for a minute going very slow after it started to leave my line of vision. I ran up the hallway to see if I could see it from the living room. And in just those few seconds, it disappeared. Never saw it again. Told my dad about it. When he came home from work, he said a fellow employee told him they were coming home early that same morning, and his man and this wife uh, had seen the same vessel in the air and described it to be exactly what I described. It was about 15 miles north, high up over the Rocky Mountain, hovering out a short distance over the snowy mountains, and there was, um, interesting, like big... Big items, large objects falling from beneath the craft, like it was dropping something uh, from about 50 to 75 feet up. Um, and he stated it, he, it blew his mind that nobody ever had heard any more about it. This is, <coughs> this is where the beauty of social media comes into play, where we can all come together, we can all tell our own truths, we can all tell what we saw, whether it was military, whether it was alien, whether it was a freaking balloon in the sky, we all need to come together and talk about what we're seeing and with as much detail as possible. What what the UFO hunters used to do on the on the television show uh, back in the History Channel back in the day, uh, which was a great show, um, they would triangulate. So they would talk to witnesses in different towns if they were ca capable and able to find these witnesses. And they would have them tell their story. And then they would triangulate on the, on the map and talk about the time period that they saw it in. And then we can get more details. And then we can quiz, you know, the FAA to pull their records to see what they can find. We're not going to get anything from the military. The military, just like I, I was listening to a podcast today, they talked about the military's job is to protect us. Not only from the aliens, but also from a foreign threat. So they're going to use deception, even if they have alien technology, to say, "Hey, we don't know anything about aliens. We don't know. We don't know what that was. Um, we weren't in the area. Don't know anything about it." Boom. Done. Easy. Don't have to. Don't have to explain anything. 
weren't in the area, don't know anything about it. Boom, done. Um, so it's it's up to us to kind of talk about these things. Um, another individual stated, I saw the same thing in Farmington, Missouri, when COVID hit. It was dark and I was taking my dog out under a tree and it looked like it was a football field long craft right above the tree line, but could sort of tell the illusion due to distance. Uh, it was very fast and so big and so quiet, I couldn't believe what I just saw zoom above me. There was three white lights on the bottom of the craft, just like in the damn movies. That's his statement, not mine. A white circle light on each end and one in the middle. I ran into my house shaking. I really couldn't believe that I got to see it. Another individual states, uh, Troy still states, My grandmother used to talk of seeing cigars in the skies of New Zealand. Uh, he states he believes it was between the 1950s and the 1980s. Now, this is where it gets really fascinating. Because, if, it, if you want to say it's a military vehicle, then it would make sense to be testing it in New Mexico and, and, you know, the Nevada area, the Nevada test sites in those areas. It doesn't make sense for these things to be all over the world. Why the hell would it be in Farmington, Missouri? There ain't nothing there. Believe me, I've been there. Uh, there's, there's, there's no reason to, <laughs> to do any testing over Missouri. You do your testing in your secret area so that you have protective vi visualization. So you have, you're protected by the mountains. That's why they're out there. Okay, so if these things are being seen by people in Missouri, people in New Zealand, people all across the country, we got to ask ourselves, what the hell's going on? It can't be military. Can't be military. Because if it's the same craft, the government's not going to fly it all the way to New Zealand. We are not in a battle with New Zealand. They're not going to take the risk of showing off their, their secret aircraft unless it's absolutely necessary. Think about the Blackbird, the SR-71. They didn't go shooting that thing all over China and all over Farmington, Missouri, uh, you know, or in New Zealand. That thing was top secret. They flew it at 80,000 feet. They took their pictures. It was a spy craft. That was its sole purpose. And uh, and that was it. They didn't go showing it off till years later and they decommissioned the thing. Okay? You're not going to see... A military craft, unless they want you to, and there's a reason that they're in your area. Um, what's interesting is, even Nicholas Huckabuck states, I, j I just saw what you were talking about three mornings ago. Right before daylight, I looked like, oh, it looked like the end of a crate boomstick uh, sticking up out of the tree line. But honestly, it would have been huge if it wasn't forced perspective uh, just to see if we actually saw the same thing here's a little test what was weird about the lightning involving the object and he wants the person to de to direct message him um, so you know this is where we're getting corroborative information right he's asking her hey did you see anything um, with any lightning involving the object what was weird about it? Probably some color, right? Or some some strange physical aspect of it. Um, that'd be my guess. But that's what that's what the beauty of social media is. We can talk about these things together and find out more info. Um, we have another person 
Nicola Jansen, who states she saw this in 2014 in Stuttgart, Germany. Okay, more and more and more people are talking about this. Now, you could say, okay, well, could it have been a balloon? If you watch the video, it's perfect in shape. It never moves like a balloon would move. It's very long. So if it's a long balloon, it's not going to move like that. This craft make no noise. It's not the Goodyear blimp like those people in New Jersey said they saw. And they were like, oh, and put it all over the internet. And they all saw a UFO. And then when you zoomed in, you saw the, the LED monitor on the bottom of the thing. This is not that. This, this is a perfect cylinder craft. It seems to be moving at slow speed. Um, you know, with a good deal above the tree line. You can see the trees perfectly in the uh, image, in the video. Um, but yeah, I mean, another another person, one of the top fans, Gianluca Barbetta states, the best video of the world is this real. Wow, with a bunch of alien uh, <laughs> emoticons in there. Um, so even somebody from Zimbabwe stated they saw something like this. Another person, Leela Bush, I saw this in Australia a couple months ago. And people are asking for any images or videos. And a lot of times, I mean, dude, if you see these things in real life, uh, the UFO that I saw, it was drone-like, uh, not like a quadcopter or anything, but like a ball um, with a light on it. Um, and it wasn't, I know drones, it didn't look like any drone that I'm aware of, and it flew much too quickly. And I know how fast drones can fly, believe me. I used to be an expert at flying them, um, and uh, it wasn't that. Anyway, the point is um, that these craft, you know, when it comes down to it, there's so many people that have these stories that we have to start saying, okay, this is real. This, this is real. The interesting thing is when you can get close enough to these things to take a picture or take a picture out of the video, which you can do. You can take still shots out of a video that you've taken, um, at least on my phone you can. Um, and we can see the symbols on these, on these cylinder craft. I remember seeing another cylinder craft. Uh, it was from, I think it was from like the early 2000s. And somebody had gotten a beautiful picture up close. I think they were in an airplane. And there were symbols all over this thing. It looked like a big piece of chalk. And like, you know, like those Roman columns. It looked like somebody had like, you know, carved out symbols in this dang thing. And I couldn't tell you what the symbols are. I remember. But they were definitely alien looking. And... It just blew my mind that we have these photos in public circulation. It looked like a photo that they would have like in the basement of the Vatican, not out in public. And that's what really blew my mind. Who knows, maybe the guy got it from the Vatican. I don't know. But it was really fascinating to me. And I think that it would be so cool to like try to decode some of this language that we see on these ships. I know you need a fair amount of language to decode it but I mean we had the Rosetta Stone and we were able to decode uh, stuff off the Rosetta Stone um, granted these ships aren't the Rosetta Stone <laughs> but I love looking at you know what's what, what do these codes mean what do these symbols mean are they 
are they the symbol of their species so that uh, other species that see the ship know what it is or are they symbols for just for the language for their own society so that people know which kind of craft it is you know which model it is um, kind of like how we stamp Ford and Chevy on the back of our cars um, you know or or is it is it on purpose is there um, some sort of vibrational effect that these symbols have that uh, give the ship power um, there's been a lot of interesting talk, and it's a little bit of a sidebar, but there's been a lot of interesting talk about how how ships are powered. And a lot of it has to deal with the vibration of crystals, ships being powered by crystals um, that are carved in a very particular way. And there's been more than just a few ships that have had this. Um, other ships do use a reactor-like ball like Bob Lazar talked about, where they have a reactor and they use ununpentium, what is it, it was like 115, 116 on the periodic table. Um, but when it comes down to what's on these craft, a lot of times it has to deal with what's powering it or what it's being used for. For example, the triangle craft, and I don't really want to talk about them too much because we're talking about the cylinder craft. But on the triangle craft, they have the three white uh, circles on each tip of the triangle and typically people state that those are like like almost like nuclear reactors um, or anti-gravity reactors to keep the ship stable um, and then the red in the middle is kind of like the the tractor beam for you know picking up cows or whatever the hell they do um, so could it be that the craft there was an interesting triangle craft that they did take a picture of and uh and a man created i did a podcast about it. he created out of out of uh, you know pieces of plastic um and he was he was kind of an aerodynamic um designer but he showed that there was all these gray lines all over the bottom it made me think that they they were they were functional as opposed to aesthetic um and i it almost makes me wonder with these cylinder craft if all of these, you know, almost hieroglyphic-like writings on these cylinder craft are for function or aesthetic. So that's that's where I'll leave it. Um, if you guys want to check out this video, I'll try to put it in the description, and you can check it out. Um, let's see if I can. Let's see if there's a way I can check. Pull that up. Um, but yeah, I'll try to share at the link and put it in the podcast and, um, you can check it out for yourself. So anyway, guys, um, I'm gonna leave it there. I hope you guys are enjoying your evening, taking care of yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally, follow through, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always continue to question the universe around you, take care of yourselves and as always lockdown universe out.